0: Here's the deal, we're gonna talk about tonight about living in that place of transcendence. This is the, I think it's the last in that series about entering in God's rest. And that, that God has a solution for every problem before we realize that there's a challenge. And we've been talking about entering into the very abode of God. So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna pray now and then we'll, we'll get into it. And uh, at the end, we're gonna go quite, we're gonna go off the reservation as usual. Um, and we'll see what happens. So Holy Spirit, I just thank You. Thank You for the worship. Thank You for the tabernacle of David. Thank You, Lord God, that You want David's fallen tent to be rebuilt. We thank You right now as the praises go up, the glory comes down. We thank You right now for Your very presence. We just thank You, let Your Word go forth like a fire. We thank You for uh, uh, any sort of spiritual attack, oppression, confusion. It'll be consumed. With the word of God, we just thank you that signs and wonders follow the preaching of your word. We just thank you, right now, that you you look you you you, you watch carefully over your word to perform it speedily, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so we've been talking about um, being diligent to enter God's rest, and we've been talking about the power of the word of God tonight. We will talk a little bit about that, but we want to change gears a bit. We wanna talk about approaching the throne of God and the benefits of that. But with what's happening in the world at the moment, basically there's many times that we are commanded, do not fret, do not let your hearts be troubled. We've been talking about what God wants to invite us in in the realm of the Spirit, in the realm of His rest, in the realm of His abode. Anxiety and stress block us and keep us out of the rest of God. And the word rest in the Greek only happens in Hebrews chapter three and chapter four in the whole New Testament other than the book of Acts. And where will, I, where, where will you prepare a place for my rest? And so we were talking about how superior the realm of God is. We're talking about the story of Elisha and Gehazi um, and basically how they were surrounded by the armies of Syria And Elisha just said, Lord, open his eyes. He said, because those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And when we start to understand the power of God's rest, you realise that the diligence is actually to enter into it. And once we're in God's rest, it's about abiding. Once we start to understand the parameters, because it's not this constant like this, because mania or soulish mania is unsustainable. We've all been to conferences, we've been utterly inspired, and by and large, with some exceptions, we get inspired for a few weeks, and then we faceplant. Because if it's, if it's engaged in a non-sustainable way, what happens is that it just, you just can't sustain it. And a lot of these things, there are things, that, there is a science of suddenlies, but a lot of things are slow and steady wins the race. And, 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 and really is that that consistency, um, building a house on the rock. And so one of the things we're talking about in, in, in that, it said, uh, when you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. But, but, but it talks about, the, about today if you hear His voice. So what happens is God's rest isn't in the future, it's in the now. It's in the spirit. And what happens is that in a sense, the future is a construct. Jesus says, don't get consumed or worried about the future. Yes, have vision, but there's a, when we lay a hold of God, we lay a hold of Him in the now. We've only ever got now, and after we finish that now, we have another now, and then we've used up that now, and then we go into another now. But you're not in tomorrow, nor will you be. I mean, look, for all the prophetic encounters that take place, God does, you go into that realm of the Spirit, and there's no past, present, or future, in the Lord like we know it here because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He says, I am the Lord, I do not change. I'm not getting smarter, I'm not getting stronger and who is and was and is to come. So we were talking about how superior it is and what I wanna do is I wanna just deconstruct something very, very simple because Jesus said in the book of Luke, when the Son of Man comes back to the earth, will he find faith? And, um. And, and, and the just shall live by faith, it's a subject you can't get, you, that you can't get around that you've gotta go through it. And so uh, um, we've, you, know, you get people who really try and crank up their faith. And it's, you know, cranking up your faith from your soul is really difficult. I've seen people do it. And, and I wanna say this, I wanna just, just, the elephant in the room, because of people's lack of understanding of faith, it's given faith a bad rap. There's been a bad rap around faith, but we got no, no, there's no other way. The just shall live by faith. If you get the faith stuff right, it says you're cooking with gas. We're talking the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. Uh, Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength Um, to him who believes all things are possible. So we need to get the faith thing down. And so remember, they could not enter His rest or his abode, because of unbelief and the hardening of the heart. So, right at the very beginning, we see that uh, um, there was there was two relatives, and they carried the same message. And we'll look at the second relative. Let's uh, put a a, a Mark. uh, We'll start with a a book of Mark, please. Now, after John was put in prison, his relative came to uh, Galilee. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Here we go, real simple. And Jesus said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now what's interesting is that at at hand actually means at hand, It's, it's right here. It's not off in the future. The kingdom of heaven is upon you. So because the kingdom of heaven is upon you, this is how you respond, repent repent and believe the Gospel. So you get people trying to believe the Gospel and they put energy into believing, but the Lord says be diligent to enter His rest, and that diligence is in repenting. You cannot believe without repentance. It's like taking your old way of thinking and try and manifesting the glory. It's not going to work. And we know that the word repent is from the Greek word metanoia, which means to change how you think. So when we allow the Word of God to confront us or comfort us, instruct us, we meditate on it, we chew on it, we ruminate on it, we confess it, what happens is we're going through a process not just of repentance but renewing of the mind. So Jesus is declaring the Kingdom of Heaven is so close Like it it would blow you away that, you, you, you know, again, those who are for us are more than those who are against us. And so because the Kingdom of Heaven is so close, here's what we're meant to do, repent and believe the Gospel. I believe if we learn, because still for people, faith can be abstract and we try and work out faith with an unredeemed mind. The Bible was written from a heavenly perspective to be understood from a heavenly perspective. You could try and work it out and and, and get at your Christian calculator. There there is too many things you can't, cognitive reasoning, deductive reasoning, inductive reasoning cannot grasp the realm of the impossible. It cannot grasp it. You know, uh, when somebody dies physically, you can have an autopsy. You can see, you know, when I study psychology, is it when someone has Alzheimer's or something like that and they have a look at the old uh, grey matter and they can see lesions on it. They can, see, they can actually go, oh, okay, I can see that there was dementia or da-da-da-da-da-da, the, the frontal lobe was damaged, such and such. So you can actually look at that in the natural. But you can't do an autopsy on someone's soul and you can't do an autopsy on someone's spirit and, 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 and so what happens, we have the Word of God that is so accurate, it pierces between the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And so for many, faith is still relatively abstract. They know the concept, but, but what God says, He said, here's the first step to believing is repent, change how you think. And this is the primary thing of entering into God's rest is metanoia, changing how we think. And I've been talking about really basic step-by-step, let the Word of God confront you, speak to you, change you. It's not just for information, it's for transformation. And I was talking about what happens is when you read the Word of God out loud. For me, I've been taking healing Scriptures, I've been taking other Scriptures, and I'll read them aloud sometimes hundreds of times. And I want to I land on that at the end of, of, of tonight, but it, it changes you. Now, I've been talking about that if you do that, there'll be, you, you'll be in an immediate conflict, okay? Because let's just say, some of you older folk, is you get the newspaper, the broadsheet, and you sit down, it could be the Australian, it could be you know, some other rag, and, and whether, or not, whether you don't do it now is that, is that what, I tend, what that tends to be that the old priest of the home likes to get the newspaper first and then starts to read out the headlines to the family. Who's ever had parents or grandparents like that? They get it and they're like, oh, did you see such and such? No, I didn't see it because you've got the paper. Okay. <laughs> and, and then they'll read the whole story to you, no, 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 no dramas. But let me just say this. When you sit and read the Word of God out loud, it will create a conflict in the heavenlies. It is not any ordinary book or transcript or, or any, any any collection of philosophies or ideologies. It is the living God-breathed Word of God. It says it doesn't return to Him void. And, and I shared a story where, where, where my, uh, um, my, my stepmother, she didn't know the Lord at all and she had to care for a dying, uh, uh, she was nursing someone in palliative care, and I said, just, "Could you just read the Bible to me?" And I think she was reading it two, three hours a day. And the super, the, the veil between the natural and the supernatural was torn. Right? Things were being picked up and thrown every like like, like, like she saw crazy things. She said, "Todd, I need, I need to talk to you about something." And you know, I think I was in my tw- maybe twenties. So I told, "I need to talk to you." My first reaction was, "I didn't do it." All right. <laughs> And she said, she said, okay, this is what's happening. Things are p- being picked up and thrown across the a room at work and other places. And I'm like, well, how long has it been happening? Oh, a few months now. And I'm like, well, what are you doing different? Oh, nothing really. Oh, oh no, I am, I'm actually been reading the Bible aloud for two or three hours a day. Now, Now, now just humor me. She wasn't seeking God. She wasn't looking for answers. She just spoke the immutable Word of God out of her mouth for two to three hours a day out loud, not even seeking God. It's so powerful that when it comes through a human gate, things change. If you allow the Word of God to lay a hold of you and you go, wow, that's a bit. No, it's not. This is is what the Hebrews did. They read the Word aloud. They taught it to their kids. We, we, we've become so baptised in a secular humanistic culture, that's like, well, that's a bit full on. Yeah, so is darkness, that's full on too. Being overcome by culture, that's full on. And being succ- succumbing to, to flat effect and depression, that's full on. So the, the, I think we need to give the Word of God a good old go. I think that, you know, at some stage, what we might do, we might just, we might do a, a whole, uh, uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll land the building and then we might do at some stage, probably here or there, wherever, just spend a whole day reading the Word out loud. You know, that's what they used to do. So someone contacted me this week and, 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 and that like, seriously, they, 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 they sent me a message and said, look, um, I've been reading the Bible out loud. And we're talking like, what, weeks and months? No, 15 chapters, 15 chapters over two days, power of God hit them and they got completely delivered. Okay, serious. And, and it's like, it's gonna be different for everybody, but you go, why don't you just double dare God? No, serious, serious. We're, we're great at complaining and very low in action. So why don't we, I mean, right? So, so you go, oh my gosh, the Word of God doesn't return to him void. Now, as I said, when you start to do that, you're going, it's a bit confronting. And some of it's a bit, you go, oh, uh-huh. But, but why don't you, I, I did that, I, I remember doing this with a couple of young guys, uh, another church years ago. They weren't in a good place. And I said, all right, this is what we're gonna do. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna read the book of Psalms and we're gonna read it a lot today. We went down the altar of this church. We'd read one Psalm each. I don't, I don't know which which poor sucker got to read his Psalm 119, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I chose the one before I went, Jesus wept, right, your turn. <laughs> and we did, and I said, here's what's gonna happen to you. You might not feel anything at the time, but you'll either feel something later that day or the next day. You'll feel like something solid on the inside of you. And and both of them, they went, something real's happened. So So, When we're talking about believing for the impossible, this is what we're talking about. And I wanna touch specifically uh, uh, um, about that at the end. So now, um, so there's renewing, it is be diligent to enter His rest. So be diligent with the Word because the Lord wants to speak to us about so much more than we know now. He wants to speak to us about keys, about places, about mandates and all these different things. So if we can put up uh, John 16, please. And Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, uh, uh, but you you cannot bear them now. And and so he was talking, this is pre the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, but this principle remains. The Lord wants to speak so many things to us. And this is what I've seen, and we're gonna have a a new uh, intake of interns. I have found... It is not the people that have the most spectacular encounters that change. It's the people who are the hungriest that engage process. Because when you have encounters, firstly they're encouraging, they're inspiring, but they invite us back into a process of transformation. And and, and you know and and and, and uh, um, you know and the more we renew our mind, we understand what God wants to do. I mean, you've got things like, you know, you, you, this wouldn't be the average sort of, you know, like a, a Sunday. So, so the, the Lord goes, he goes, hey, you're made in His image. Did you, all, did you know that you're also like a tree? You're also like a tree. Did you know that you're a living stone? Did you know that you're the temple of the living God? Did you know that you're like stars? Did you know that you'll judge angels? Did you know that you'll rule and reign with Jesus? And you're going, Cool. That's really cool. What's next? Is that the Lord wants us to actually apprehend that and carry it and ma- manifest it? And the Lord's—you know—you you, you go. The, the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that we may be—that He may be glorified—and talks about blessed as a man who meditates day and night in the Word. Uh, 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 you know, in Psalm one, then it talks about in Jeremiah. Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord; he'll be like a tree even in drought. He will not leaf, will not wither, and 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 it says whatever he does will prosper is the Lord wants to speak so many things to us. And when we are in that place of rest, when we're diligent through the Word to enter the rest, when we're diligent with the Word, we allow the power of the immutable God-breathed Word to enter our innermost being, things change, which is really, really cool. And so this is, the, and it's not just information, is that, that when you understand the Word of God, He will turn your, it, it, they call it ontology or ontological, which is the nature of reality. The nature of reality. So to so the unredeemed person, they're just sitting in a room, we're sitting in a room, couple of hundred people sitting here, Yet, yeah, come listen to someone speak. You renew your mind. You start to connect to the realm of the Spirit and you realise this room is packed with angels. You start to realise that when the word of God is spoken, a substance is going out. You realise there's a, 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 a bit of a mini war going on in the hearts and minds of people. You realise that you know uh, uh, that people when they walk past, this, you know, the, the church, they, they, they feel something coming off the atmosphere they don't understand. Some go, "Yay, yeah, that's amazing," and some go, "I want to deface it with graffiti." Um, <coughs> you know, everyone's different, and and so so you, when you when you renew your mind, you actually start to engage with with, with that spiritual dimension as well. And so um, the big thing, we've been talking about time and space. Until we renew our mind, we are trapped in the five senses. Well, I can't feel it and I can't see it. So it must be a long way away and or in the future. And God says, no, the opposite is true. Remember, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Therefore, repent and believe the gospel. It's not repent and, 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 and because you're really gonna need every help you can get because the Kingdom of Heaven is a long way away. It's actually a response, a, 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 a response. it's our response ability to repent, change how we think because the Kingdom of Heaven's here. You know the ramifications of that is you could have the Kingdom of Heaven here around you, angels ready to, to pour blessing out whatever, And with the unrenewed mind or unrepentant mind, it's like it doesn't exist. So repenting opens you up to the realm of glory and the realm of the Spirit. And there's, there's, you know, from knowing to acknowledging to worshiping to receiving, this is why we must be diligent. And if you're diligent to get into the Word and diligent to enter His rest, believing isn't that hard. When you get people don't focus on being diligent to enter His rest through the Word or the abode of God, then believing's hard. You get people cranking up their faith and it's a sorry sight. Because we we go from faith to faith, glory to glory, and it's through the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when we renew our mind and are diligent to enter His, His rest through the Word of God, we realise, oh my goodness. The kingdom of heaven isn't just crazy close. It's inside of me. It's there. Do not say who will ascend into heaven or descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead and you know pull him out of heaven. But what does it say that the word is, is near you in your mouth, even in your heart, that you confess Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And so that realm of rest is right here, but to the unrepentant, unrenewed mind, it's like it's not real. You might feel a bit of a, a buzz in the atmosphere, but maybe not enough to see your life transformed. And this is what is so is so powerful is the Word of God is so many things, but it is also a key that unlocks heavenly dimensions inside of us. Can someone say amen? So when you're diligent, this, this starts to happen. And I've believed by accident because I've been diligent in the word, I oh like, Yeah, we can do that, and just boom, happens. You get people who aren't diligent. in The word, yeah. Well, I believe, I believe. We've got to know where to where to be diligent and put the work in. Let's do Jeremiah chapter twenty-three. It says, "Am I not? Am I a God near at hand?" says the Lord. "Am and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places, so I shall not see him?" says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? He's right here. And so we have to develop our spiritual senses through the Word of God. It is so, now just as a, it's not a disclaimer, it's a way of explanation. The things of the natural have parallels to the spiritual. But they're very different. In the natural, the more you eat, the less hungry you get. In the spiritual, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. When you start to meditate in the Word, and you might have a bumpy couple of weeks, stick at it. All of a sudden, something will click and it says, and they have tasted of the good Word of God. And you're like, oh my goodness. And you start to meditate and you realise God's, God's not far off. And you start to realise the dimensions overlap each other from you know Lazarus and the rich man and the book of Luke to all sorts of crazy stories. You, you go, they, they, Jesus says, don't mistreat one of these little kids because did you know that their angels are beholding the face of the Father? See, see, there's no distance in the Spirit like we understand it. But we have to be diligent to enter the rest by the renewing of the mind. So that's the, that's, that's the exciting challenge. And sometimes, like, like if you were just to do it, there's enough power in the Word of God, you go, oh gosh, you know, I don't really feel like doing this. Don't wait till you feel like doing it, just Jehovah Nike, just do it. Just do it. I've just got to wait until, you know, I can feel it in my waters, you know, or I've got to to wait until, you know, I feel right and just, just, oh, there's never going to be a right time. The heaven suffers violence and the violence agitates by force. And so what happens, you start to set in motion eternity on the inside, but with the power of God. So he's right here with us and in us, but if we don't renew our minds, we start to enter the phenomena that he said should not happen, put up the next one, please. <laughs> he says it. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That's not talking about what we would understand as the second coming of the Lord and all that. So It's talking about the Holy Spirit. So we're the Holy Ghost. So Jesus goes, I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. And and the biggest issue that there is, is orphaned spirit because people easily discouraged, easily offended, feel abandoned, feel rejected. And the Lord, this is a lie. Read that. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Says in, we read in in Hebrews 13 on on Sunday afternoon, I will never leave you and forsake forsake you, okay? And, and, And it says, Jesus says, I will always be with you even to the end of the age in Matthew 28. So there's no such thing as an orphan in God's mind. It's in the heart of man. Man creates the distance in, the, in, the time, in space and time, whereas the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we need to be diligent to renew our mind to realise that we're already seated in the heavenly places, that we're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, and so on and so forth. This is what's so exciting. The rest of God is an unattainable um, um, distant utopia separated by trillions of, of, of light years, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you start to realise that and you go, oh my gosh, you mean when I say yes to Jesus, I'm in the kingdom of heaven? He says it. He says, you'll translate out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of, of the love of the Father. And we're like, what the heck, this is crazy. And so, um, a few, a few years about. Oh gosh, I can tell you right now. I was actually, I was just about to go to South America. I was with Anna and Emerson. Wow, how long ago was that now? That was um, maybe seven, eight years ago. Maybe seven years ago. And you know the story. She goes, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna see the lions." And I'm like, "I just had a nightmare about lions. No thanks." Then we go in the cage. I'm the first one in there. You know. Big male lion, I get the photo couldn't get out there quick enough. And, uh, you know, and you can even see it in the picture, you're going, Todd does not look comfortable. Even with dark wraparound glasses. <laughs> you got it? You got it? So Anna's next and she's almost cuddling this thing, you know, and Brother Leo, you know, sort of. <clears throat> anyway, the Lord started to speak to me uh, and I didn't understand quantum physics and I was living back in my old house, uh, not where I am now. He said this weird thing to me. He goes, Todd, I want you, I need you to raise your frequency. I'm like... And I'm like, okay. And I started realising that my thought life was a low frequency, is actually probably death. So negative, so challenges. He goes, I want you to raise your frequency. Maybe my diet, now this is when we started to get into some essential oils. Essential oils are great, um, but Essential oils would never take the place of the Holy Ghost. Okay, sort of like I don't need to pray; I have peppermint. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, sort of like, whoa, can you feel that? No, no, my frankincense is at home. Okay, it, it's just <laughs> so those things supplement it. <laughs> and there's you know, there's incredible power in <laughs> in essential oils. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See. <laughs> So, oh my gosh! I've broken a leg, and someone help me. It's okay. I have frankincense. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> well, maybe, um, <laughs> and a 40-day fast. So, <laughs> she said, "You need to." Uh, no, the Lord said to me, "He said you need to raise your frequency," and that was around the time I was like, "I spent." I go, "I'm going to really get into prayer today." This was a, a designated day, and uh, I think I had the kids. Babysat that day, and uh, um, Nikki was an infant, Max was a toddler. And, um, and yep, free day, great opportunity, sit in the Bible there, and I just didn't feel like getting into God. And I'm just sitting there almost like I'm frozen. Like, like, and I'm, I'm just procrastinating getting into the Word. I was in there for hours, in, in, in this for hours, in this place of procrastinating. And then the, 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 the thing with procrastination, like you, you, if you go, you know, I can do it later. I can do it tomorrow. And as you do that, just like the thing you're procrastinating turns into a giant cement brick on your head. When people put things off, I used to put things off all the time. There we go. And and, and so we're training our children in regards to procrastination. And they just tend to put things off and it makes it heavier. And then they try and get things done at the last minute. And then if everything's not perfect, they're gonna be late for something. It's, you know, it's so frustrating to look in that generational mirror. Anyway, so. so, <laughs> And so so I just put this off and I, and then I had to go and I just, I read the Bible for 15 minutes. I set the whole day aside. I read the Bible for 15 minutes and prayed for 15 minutes. And then as I'm picking up the kids from somewhere, I'm just, the devil's going like, you're such a loser. You know and i'm like i am i am and i just like i'm just like like, like, like get the, the demonic thoughts you don't even love god no, no i don't i don't even love god what, what, what good am i seriously you know you're in that spiral you know you clip the eagle's wings you know and i'm agreeing with the enemy like this and then i just felt terrible i felt, i felt, oh my gosh you know just terrible because i know none of you've ever been through that anyway Woke up the next morning and the Lord's there. Like, I was, I'm like, hello. (laughs) It looked like it was, woke up and he he was in the room. And I'm like, this is legit. What are you doing here? (laughs) I had the worst day yesterday. And I still felt I had to earn it. And I said, I had the worst day yesterday, like this. And then he said this, Todd, I do not, he showed me that my emotions carry a frequency. He said, I don't live in your emotions. He says, I live in glory. He said, don't get caught up in how you feel. It's not a reliable indicator of where things are at. You got so caught up in it, and I I live in a place of glory, a place of resurrection, life, power, and love. And so come up here and you do it by faith. And I just, that was such a massive lesson for me. And so, What I wanna do, the last point I wanna emphasize tonight um, is is, uh, uh, what it is, we've been talking about the Word of God, but entering God's rest is, there's such a powerful scripture. I'll I'll actually just start by reading it. Uh, This is is right at the end of Hebrews uh, chapter four. And if we could please put Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 up, please. Seeing then that we have a great, High Priest, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a High Priest who cannot sympathise with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. With this in mind, taking into consideration of what's just been stated, let us therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we uh, may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need and so we've been talking about we've been talking about the grace of the lord and we need to know that the word of god allows us a level of understanding of the kingdom god reformats our inner world so we can understand so we can bear the things he wants to tell us But then, right at the very end, he said, look, we've been talking about entering into God's abode today. Don't harden your heart and don't be in unbelief, but do it by faith. It's a timeless dimension of perfection where there's no past, present or future, as you know, and therefore, uh, uh, um, for the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And then, so the application of the rest is primarily through that agency. But then on top of that, it talks about we have this great and faithful high priest. Again, you go, well, that's great, because sometimes you go, well, God's in his holy habitation. He laughs, well, that's all right for him. He's right up there, you know? And it's not what it's saying because Jesus said, He said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Therefore, you will overcome the world. And what we have is that we need to know that it's a big deal that Jesus has gone before the throne of God as a high priest because wherever He is, we are also. And He's not right out there bouncing between uh, Alpha Centauri and Betelgeuse, uh, you know, and then just sort of like sitting on the edge of an, uh, uh, um, um, an asteroid belt. You know, it's, it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand And it says, let us enter His rest, but it says Jesus has actually gone before us as our high priest. He was tempted in all points, yet without sin. And so why it's so important is that this life is about being in union with Him. See, this whole process of entering into His rest is entering into Him, being in union with Him. Oh my gosh, if that's not the craziest thing that we have to renew our minds about, we are raised with an absolute sense of singularity. I believe in God, He's there, I'm here, and I have to crack the code and make it work. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches is get into the Word of God to the point it saturates your innermost being and you start to become a transcendent level, super consciousness that you and the Lord are united together. Because if you have Jesus, you have everything. You have all blessing, all power, authority, not just in His name, you're in Him. He says, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, ask whatever you desire, it should be done for you. If you abide in me, me and my Father, according to John 14, we will make our home with Him. And so Jesus has actually gone past the vows out as a high priest and it says that we are united with Him. So you start to realise the place of rest is actually the Lord. The agency is the Word and the Spirit of God, but it's the place, that is the Lord. He says, <laughs> he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus, I, prepare, there's a, I go to a place to prepare many mansions for you. That's the place of Jesus. Bless every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Yeah, heavenly places in Christ. He holds all things together by the Word of His power. And you start to go into that place of the Word and it starts to overtake you. And it's not like memorising information, it's leaven. It spreads. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. You go to sleep and in the morning, the Kingdom of God has increased inside of you. It's not static, it grows. It's the smallest mustard seed, it becomes the biggest tree that just creates shade for all the animals. It becomes the biggest tree in all the earth. The kingdom of heaven, you know, uh, it's just amazing. And so we start to realise it is about union with Him. So if He's a faithful high priest and He's gone on the other side of the veil, that's where we are too. Because we're always seated in heavenly places. But unless you actually get into the Word and it's got to go in there and you go, oh my gosh. And just be clumsy with it, just have a go. Bit, bit, bit clumsy, bit, bit, bit you know, uh, 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 clunky, whatever. Just get into it. Don't wait for all the, everything to lighten up. I, I, I have times where I have to warfare around the Word and then I always feel the benefit afterwards. And other times it's just really easy. I've got to do them both. <laughs> sort of like, you know, and there are times where the Lord says, I want you to spend time with me. And you're going, yeah, 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 later. And then the grace lifts because it's an invitation to encounter the Lord. It says, don't harden your heart. And so this is really cool, because we talked about the superior dimension of the glory, and now we're gonna go into the mechanics of the superior dimension of the glory. But let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says that, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Is that the one we wanted? There we go. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So, So being diligent to enter his rest, is it we are commanded not to be earthbound and earth-focused. We're called to be, actually says, seek those things that are above. You know, when he says you're born again. Now, when I, I first came to Christ, there were Christians and then there were born again Christians. Well, there's really like, you know, <laughs> it's very confronting. You are born again, Christian. You don't hear that anymore. But actually a better way of translating that is born from above. He's talking to Nicodemus and he's saying, you know, you've got to be born again or born from above. And Nicodemus, who the teacher of all Israel, and he just sort of like snuck in Jesus' place at night, sort of like, you know, he had the fake glasses and nose, moustache, and eyebrows, and looking around. You know. Sort of like. Oh, Jesus, come, come in. All right. <laughs> And he's like, you must be born in like this. And he goes, what? Going back in your mother's womb, what, what are we talking about? And he says, you're the teacher of Israel. Hey, you don't even understand earthly things. Get out of here. No, he didn't say that. He, <laughs> he said, he's trying to explain to him what it is to be born from above. And so that's where, see, see if you genuinely encounter heaven and learn to abide with the Lord, he's not gonna say, that's okay. Just stay with me. Never share my gospel. Don't give, don't serve. We'll just have these cuddles. They're all suffering, but you're with me. Do you know what he says? If you love me, you'll feed my sheep. I <laughs> think people went through this. Oh my gosh, Jesus, take the wheel. For years, you know, people got this hyper grace and all that they, oh, there was soak and they just bore no fruit and they're just as mean as cat droppings, okay? Seriously, can you help us move some chairs? You're putting me under law, I'm under grace. It's, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Enough already. We've all met them. You're generally connected to Jesus. You're loving people. You're serving, you're giving. I had a great quote the other day from this woman called uh, Catherine Coleman. And um, she, yeah, no, no, not cloud of witnesses, no, no, it was a recording. Um, she said, you can, uh, 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 you can give and not love, but it's impossible to love and not give. I thought, okay, there you go. And, 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 and so when you're making a genuine connection with the Lord, the Lord says, How can we change this? And He's inviting you in. You, you can't you can't start to get frequent flyer points up and become, you know, a, a tree in the garden of the Lord. And you know, you're gonna go, who will we send? Here I am, send me. This is not some sort of soulish disassociated, I'm all right, Jack Bliss. You actually start to get concerned, you know. <clears throat> here's a concern, okay. Now, we've been, we, we, we might, in the coming weeks, talk about uh, uh, harvest, finances, et cetera, okay? But at the moment, there are some really despicable things happening. There's a level of engineering and a level of organic, but mostly engineering. You've got these stock market crashes, you've got these, 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 all these other things. You, we, we get ready for power outages, all plants, right? Because I said this would happen. And so the people who are struggling financially, they're gonna struggle worse and the middle class is gonna, like we're talking, so what happens is this, is that when you hang out with the Lord, the Lord says, how can we fix this? He asks you, why would He ask you? It's because that's what He did with the disciples with feeding the 5,000. He always looks for human agency, it's called His body, but it's from a place of rest. So what I want us to do, I want us, to, I want to finish on on the supernatural dynamics of the benefits of being in the rest of God, and we're talking about he's our high priest. Oh yeah, just let's do John fourteen, chapter uh, John fourteen three to four. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And so, Jesus says, where I, I am, there you'll be also. You can become so conscious of the person in the presence of Jesus as our high priest, because we are priests according to the order of Melchizedek. He's the high priest, we are kings and priests, according to the order of Melchizedek. Those who are joined to the Lord of one spirit with him and where he is, you will be also. So that's significant because when you worship the Lord, so you go, okay, well, that's great theology. Okay, well, I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts of praise, Psalm 100. Uh, God dwells in the praises of His people, Psalm 22. Start to praise Him, practice His presence, always say, Holy Spirit, help me. So this is, this, like, I do this every day, <clears throat> every day. If I didn't do this every day, responsibility and other things would crush me, would crush me. But it doesn't crush me because I live in a place of rest, relative rest. And so, so going forward is, is I, wanna te- I wanna share with you why this place of rest is so superior to darkness and struggle street and fear and pain. So superior. He wants to know. Serious. Okay, this is really important. So what I want to do is I want to talk about the characteristics of God's abode. So so Moses Moses is pretty switched on. And he and and, and he said, Lord, show show me your glory. Alright. So I wanna talk a little bit about the glory of God as we finish and why it's so superior. And We just see if we can, we can touch something in the realm of the Spirit. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 5, let's do this. Indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, for He is good. And his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. So that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud (laughs) for the glory of the Lord filled the house. So if the cloud came in, you go, those musicians, you know, do they start hitting bung notes, you know? You know, or (coughs) it just got so hectic, you know what would have happened? That cloud would have come in and they would have heard music coming from another dimension. And they're like, I can't compete with that. And they would have heard that and the cloud came in. And and, and so, so okay, well, well, great. It's a cloud. Awesome. You know, well, you can't see your instruments. Is that what it is? <laughs> so cloudy. Can't even see my fingers. Pea soup cloud. <laughs> right? No. It's the word glory. And the word glory is kabod. And kabod is very interesting. Not only does it mean splendor and honor, but it actually means weight, like a heaviness. (coughs) Like it's, it's so rich and dense and copious and overflowing. The very manifest presence of God came in. They couldn't stand. They couldn't minister. They just were gone. And what happens is, this, this is what's really cool. This is very important. When you make a choice, whether through the Word of God, remember, there's not many places it says read the Bible. It either says study it or meditate in it. Good as devotions are. Devotions just sort of like get your, just wet your whistle. Okay, but you're not carrying anything. The Word of God is, is a transformative agent. It's not an informative agent, even though there's tons of information. If we don't chill on it and ruminate on it or allow it to overtake us. See, we're meant to be partakers of the divine nature through the knowledge of Him, okay? But what's so cool is that you hang out with God, especially in worship as well and, 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 and wait in His presence. You start to take on not just His nature, but the atmosphere of heaven. And what is that atmosphere? Kabod, and what is kabod? Weight. Why is that a big deal? I'll tell you why. Because this is a measurement and a metric not many people talk about. Um, I'm not gonna, we're not going to, uh, uh, I don't wanna go to the James, we're just gonna pause that one. But listen to this. It actually talks about our life appears for a little while and then disappears. Our life's but a vapour. And you're like, what the heck? Some, some place, our life is just a breath. Our life is just a vapor. We're talking about natural life. So here's, the, here's what's cool, as we're finishing up this series on the rest of God, is that be diligent to enter the rest. Once you find your place in that rest, you abide. The diligence is on the front end. And it's primarily through the word because we are transformed metamorpho through the renewing of the mind. However, since we have such a great high priest that's gone before us, and we are with him, those who join the Lord of one spirit with him. When you worship, you actually come into proper alignment with what already is. And when you come into proper alignment with what already is, we're talking, we're talking, you start to take on the core constituents of the nature of God, and that is kabod. That is glory. Did you know that they did you know that they, that, that, that they looked at the disciples, they knew they were unlearned, but they knew they'd been with Jesus because they carried kabod. And then this is again and again it talks about our life is but a vapor or just a breath. And so what you have is you have this heavy, weighty glory that we are invited into. And then when we go about our life, you go, huh. I think I'm going to speak to the mountain and command it to be cast in the sea. And the Lord says, "If you've been hanging out with me, you've been hanging with weight, and now you're going to cast a mountain of vapor out. It doesn't have the ballast; it can't stand. Demons, if if if, if, if demons are vapor, when you choose to be diligent to enter His presence, enter His rest, you start taking on, taking on His nature." And those things can't stand in the presence of the Lord. When Jesus walked in the synagogue, vapour freaked out at Kabod. And when we choose to cultivate, spend time and invest, we take that on. Do you know what happens? Your words start to carry weight. If the axe is dull, you need to strike more blows. But if you're diligent to enter His rest, God will manifest through you by accident. Do you want to be one of those people, when you walk into the room, the atmosphere changes? Demons leave, they leave your kids, they leave your family, they leave your bank accounts. Seriously, because we, when we cultivate that time in His presence, that kabod, because when we don't and we, 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 we're stuck at vapour level, we get bullied by vapour demons. We get intimidated by vapour mountains. But if we choose to activate what already is, that we're already one spirit with the Lord, and you cultivate it, how long is it gonna take? No, 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 only your whole life. You are not your own, you've been bought with a price. This is not some quick fix thing. (laughs) It's like, how much do you need? Everything. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's the way it is. The history is, everything's unfolding like this. I watched, uh, I watched uh, uh, The Real Rookshan, is it his name? And, and, and I think uh, 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 the other guy from Rebel News couldn't sleep last night. That was awesome. And so, so they're going, here we are, we're reporting on Davos, World Economic Forum. It's a week out from the Australian elections. We thought, we should, why should we say in Australia? and report on the elections, when the decisions will be made in Switzerland, whoever gets voted in will take on what's been happening in Switzerland. History's happening friends, okay? There are cycles, there there are things in play and the Lord's saying, come into my place of rest, the superior dimension where demons tremble just when you walk in the room. You okay with this? Those things that are coming against you in God's eyes are vapour. That's it. That's it. But when we choose not to be diligent to hang with our Father in the name of Jesus, fellowship with the Holy Ghost and meditate in the Word, we stay stuck in vapour level. And the enemy will vapour rub you up the wrong way. Okay, so basically, we're gonna finish with this one. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 and 25. Can we put, dad joke, I had to fit that in there. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Can we put the pads on? That'd be great. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Yay. Because all flesh is as vapor. Sorry, we're gonna trade up all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is the flower of grass the grass withers and its flower falls away but the word of the Lord endures forever now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you and so you've got here when you partake of the Lord, you're partaking of something that's forever Everything of matter will fade. When we choose to enter His rest, we become partakers of divine nature. So it's not just Zoe's supernatural life; it's kabod, weight and splendour. My stepmother can read it two or three hours a day, not seeking God, and her life changed. She came. I end up leading her to Christ. It's like, gosh, I've had some easy ones. I've had some easy ones, you know. I, you know, you just think about how many—like, this is just hectic. How many people own a Bible, pretty much never read it? <laughs> it's actually a scandal. How many Christians intend to read it, and they struggle with it? And you go, "This is probably the—this is probably a good thing to want to overcome in life." Just got a funny feeling. I really struggle reading the Bible. Well, then don't struggle. Set your intent. You go like this, you go, Bible's hard, but I'll have weak faith and I'll get intimidated by spirits of vapour. Yeah, I wanna wanna learn to overcome. Going into this season, this is what's so cool. The Lord's showing us, we don't have to be white knuckles, striving and soulish mania. We'd be diligent to enter His rest. Let's grab our communion. And then we're just going to worship for a a few moments, just after we have communion, Holy Ghost. you start to, who thinks that's, without throwing your communion over your neighbour, who thinks that's crazy, is you start to see kabod versus vapour? It's crazy, isn't it? All those people angry and spitting vapour at you. You know, and just this existential threat of vapour. That's what the spirit of death is. It's darkness. And what dispels darkness? Light. God is light. God is substance. You know it says uh, uh, um, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word is hypostasis. Now faith is a substance. Hypostasis. It actually means to stand underneath, but it actually also means substance. And so it's a little bit of substance on the inside of you that's just come out of that realm of glory, or a little bit of kabat on the inside of you. This is exciting. This is an adventure. This is a supernatural. That's what we're gonna call it. We'll get on the bus. The magical mystical tour. Tra-la, we've got an invitation. <laughs> Serious. Have a congregation. <laughs> magical mystical tour. <laughs> no one comes. as the walrus, please. Um, or the Eggman. <laughs> All right, cuckoo kachoo. Holy Ghost. (laughs) Holy Spirit. Oh dear. It is an adventure. (laughs) Holy Spirit. Thank You, Lord. We just thank You for Your goodness. Holy Spirit, we just say yes to the invitation. We say yes to the invitation to enter into Your rest your abode your presence we just thank you right now that you've given us the means and the agency which is the logos we thank you the logos is sharper than any two-edged sword we thank you Lord that it pierces division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow we thank you Lord also as well that Jesus you have gone before us behind the veil as our high priest and Lord we thank you that we are one spirit with you oh wow Holy Ghost we thank you that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We thank you the spirit of rest is at hand. The spirit of victory, the spirit of glory, the spirit of revival. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Bless this communion. we we'll let it be healing to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. a few minutes I just want us to I want us to practice the presence of God for a moment if we could just stand please what's you? even I will Holy Ghost Holy Spirit wow now here's the deal Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is that close it's at hand it's, it's actually on top of us it's, it's not just imminent it's on top of us but we have to repent, we have to change how we think to engage it. And it says that Jesus has actually gone before us as our High Priest. He's gone before us and that's a big deal because we're united to Him. So right now, if you choose to lay a hold that you're seated with Him in heavenly places, you start to touch a realm of heaven. Just close your eyes for a second. I'm going to read that scripture again, and then I want us to, if you could pick, once I finish the scripture, I want us to just, just, I want us to worship just for a couple of minutes. I want you to lift the pads up in a minute, Trev, but I want you to enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Do you want to touch? You know, it's actually easier when you, when the ecclesia is together. It just is. any two or more gather together in His name, He's in the midst. Okay. Just start to engage, Holy Ghost, thank you. Holy Ghost, thank you. Seeing then that we have a great High Priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a High Priest who cannot sympathise with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Can you just pick that up a bit, Trevor? I just want you to start to just, just, just worship the Lord. I just want you to just worship in the Spirit. I want you to just come before Him. Just worship Him, just, just thank Him, just bless His Holy Name. It says that you are united with Him. You're not separate from here, you you are united with Him. Just lift the pads up a bit, please, Trevor. Thank You, Holy Ghost. There we go. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Your one spirit with him. Shila pa pa Just come into that, that heavy presence of God. Come on.
1: Shi la 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 ma na mo 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 ro po po po. She ra 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 ba 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 ba. Sho ra la la ma 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 holy,
0: holy holy come on come before his throne the throne of grace the throne of mercy the throne of glory
1: Si arraba ba 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 ba. Si la 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 ma ma ma. Si arraba da ba 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 ba. Si ra da ra 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 da. So la 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 ma 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 ma. Shia-ba-ra-ka-da-da-da-ba-la-la-la. Woo!
0: shia da 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 ba 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 That presence of the Lord is getting stronger and stronger. shia
1: ba ra ba ba ra ba 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 la la Si ba 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 ko ro ba 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 Shun ba la la ma ba ra ba ri a ra ba ba Si la 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 do la 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 mia la ma mori a ba ba
0: la 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 bo bo
1: bo la mania ra ba la 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 ma ma la 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 mo bo bo Shi la 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 Shi ba 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 ka ra bo ro ba la 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 Holy 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 lord Holy 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 Holy, holy, holy Lord sha la 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 ba ba la bo bo la ba ba la 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 ba, ba. Sumba kara ba, ba 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 ba
0: It's getting heavier, just a little bit longer. Just continue to praise Him. Just pour your love out to Him. Okay, if you need healing, I want you to step into the aisle if you need healing. There's a healing anointing here, there's a bit of glory. If, you, if you're if you in the front, you step forward. If you're in, out there, if you're around that person, you're gonna be, have to be happy with anyone praying for you. Just get in the aisle. If, you're, if you can see someone there, I want you to ask them, what do you want prayer for? You do not pray for the sickness, you rebuke it. You drive it out and you just command healing in Jesus' name. It's really that easy. So right now, if you see someone standing there, you ask them what do they want prayer for? And you put your hand on their shoulder. And I want you to pray now. This is what the body does. So get stuck into it now. If you see someone standing there, you're gonna ask them what they want prayer for, and you're gonna lay hands on them, okay? So you ask them first. Come on. If you see someone, don't if you see someone in the aisle, go up to them. Approach them straight away, ask them what they want prayer for. Get them to tell them what they want prayer for and then you pray for it. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. That's it. Just speak over it because there's a realm of glory here. Just speak over it, just drive that thing out and command the life of God, command complete healing, complete healing in that situation. Go, there we go. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy. (laughs) Don't be shy. There we go. If you're being, if you're getting prayed for, just receive it by faith. Holy, 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 holy. Go for it guys, as the presence of God is so strong. Holy, woo! just speak boldly over that situation. There you go. Because the angel of the Lord's doing the work, you just gotta step out in faith. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Here we go. For those receiving prayer, just receive it by faith. Just breathe in the Holy Ghost. Just receive it and start to do something in your body you couldn't do before. Holy. 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 I haven't done that. Just a little longer. You don't have to pray for people long. If you feel God's touched your body, I want you to put your hand in the air and wave. If God's touched your body, there's a lot. Praise God, praise God. Just, I'm not gonna get you up, we won't have time. But if God's touched your body, just wave, nice big high so I can see it, praise God. Praise God, that's awesome. We'll just pray one more minute, just speak over that body, speak, drive out that Spirit, just speak life. Holy Ghost, such a strong presence of God. (laughs) Holy. These signs will follow them who believe. Believe. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, thank You for Your power, thank You for Your power, thank You, Lord. Thank You, Holy Ghost, thank You, Holy Ghost, thank You, Holy Ghost. You can have a drink if you want. Holy, 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 Holy. Holy Ghost. Thank you. (laughs) If you're still watching from live stream, just have a drink. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on. (laughs) How you going? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost,
1: Holy Ghost, Holy, 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 barra para baba la 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 amora para baba si bo 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 baba la 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 baba ba holy 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 Thank you, Lord.
0: excited about the Kingdom of Heaven. It's just a really, really quick little object lesson. Fancy cultivating the presence of God like that every day, especially getting to the Word. So you guys have a um, nice deep sleep tonight. I hope I will.